Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like me to come in there and wash your dick for you. You little shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Tell me that's from Arthur. It is from Arthur. Yeah, that's right. 1981. Yeah. Yep. And the reason is because when I saw Arthur, I remarked to myself and my family who was with me at Arthur, that's what used to happen to me with my butler. It's like you watch it. She left though. Yeah. Well. No, no. Uh, it's a Planet Mikey episode. I don't know. And I say I don't. I really don't know. Two thirty. No, it's two thirty. Yeah, no, that's my next dentist appointment. Two hundred, two thirty. Seriously, I have a dentist appointment. Oh. At t- I, I swear to God, that, I always make them at two thirty. That way, there's no, you know, coincidence. My dentist's office doesn't do them at two thirty. Really? Yep. Mine had to be at two twenty. <laughs> two twenty and two forty. It's the only hour oh. where they don't do like. On top and bottom of the well, hour. You, I want you to call Bastards. your dentist after this podcast, Ben, and tell him that they're stupid. Mm. And tell him Smitty said so. That's right. I'll say it again. He's uh, stupid. So don't say it. Stu- <laughs> it's not even episode 230. It's well past there. It's like 238 or something. No, it's episode 230, and uh, that's the way it is, Mike. Oh, well, yeah. You, you forgot the eight lost episodes. We only well, have no, one there, lost there episode. Was one lost. That was the beauty. Which too, was you know. the greatest episode yep. of all. And, of all of them. And guess what? It got lost. Just Such like the just like the gold doubloons and pieces bullshit. of eight. Yep. <laughs> We're brought to you by Pro. Your pirate life. Would you please shut up so I can do the commercial? Okay. okay. Uh, and now here's Mike. Now he's going to do pirate talk. Okay. There's a day just for talk like a pirate day. It's National Day. You know. A National Pirate Day. Well, it's rated R. Oh. We're brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley. <laughs> Yes. Hi, Jason. You blackguards. <laughs> Webster and Dudley is where Pro Automotive is located. Two locations. They're great. We, you heard from uh, Jason Russo last week. He's yep. a f- f- tremendous guy, and he knows everything. Who knew that the size of your tires would affect your, the, the odometer readout? Yeah, it's not just the yeah. size. It's the diameter. <laughs> ProAutomotiveMA.com is their website. They're at uh, 199 Oxford Avenue, Dudley, 626 South Main Street, Webster, and 8 Englewood Street, Webster. We're also brought to you by My Grandma's Coffee Cake and the, the good ladies of uh, the front office at Pro Automotive in uh, on Main, South Main Street. You gave him another one? Gave him, I sent him a blueberry cake from my grandma's Ooh. coffee cake. Because I love, first of all, I love sending those cakes to people. Because yeah. they love, people love them. Blueberries, great. They never have a negative reaction. Mm. It's the greatest coffee cake in the world. And I want to get Bob Cates, the owner of the company, on. Although he's a nut. We'll have him on anyway. He's, he's really done some remarkable things with that. When you establish yourself as the world's greatest coffee cake, you've done some. Yeah. We only put the very best sponsors on this uh, program. That's correct. Like Giacomo's and Melrose. Mm. We're going over there, right? Richie Richie wants us to come in there. Authentic Italian cuisine. It's oh, legendary. It's the sauce. 454 Main Street, Melrose. That's uh, Giacomo's Melrose. Uh, and uh, I think, is that all we have for sponsors today? Yeah, I believe so. Ben? That is all. There's That's no it. more? No. There's no more. There's no none of the other ones that uh, you know. Fanduel's back next week. Okay. And then uh, Factor, Factor Meals will be back in Factor a couple of weeks. Factor Meals is oh, good. Well, yeah. Okay. I just yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, the my <laughs> my grandma's coffee cake. I sent one to my wife Christine's dad out oh. in Ohio. Yeah. Because he's eighty, like eighty something years old. Has he ever had one before? Yeah, he's had them and loves them. Yeah. So I sent him a blueberry. It's, it's supposed to arrive tomorrow. 
Yeah. Uh, for Father's Day. you don't need teeth to eat them. For Father's Day. You know, because, you know, well, we're all fathers. Yeah. The th- you know, in fact, we should become priests. But, you know, Father's Day was a couple days ago, Mike. Well, I know, but I sent the cake for Father's Day, and it's supposed to arrive tomorrow, which is Wednesday. It's just, it's up, it's newsy. So it's like we are extending Father's Day celebration. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, the cake's not going to be gone in one. You're not going to sit just on Father's Day, eat the cake, and then not eat it the next day. I would eat. Well, you probably eat the whole cake. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I, I have too. too. Yeah, <laughs> she loved it. Yeah. Uh, baking it. Well, oh, I said it was a birthday cake. You know, I'm the. I'm the what happens is, and Smitty knows this. You What's get that? to a certain age where the candles cost more than the cake. Oh, man, that's true. Have you hit that yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to call the fire marshal just to have a, par- a birthday yeah. party. Yep. Trying to blow them out. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> you, you got one, Grandpa. It's weird being the same age as old people. I think I've mentioned that First before. of all, you know, you wear it well, first of all. You're yeah. distinguished. You're, you have a lot of wisdom. Now, Ben, I'm worried about him when he Why? gets old. Well, because he doesn't, he doesn't even handle being in his 30s very well. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> I, I think he's doing good, just great. How long do you think I'm going to last? Bill's going to live forever. In he's going to be like 104. No, yeah. when oh, how, you think I'm going to make 60? Bill's going to be one of those people they see, you see on Veterans Day where they show the guy. Here's he. He's 110. He was in World War II. <laughs> Look at him. Right. He he can he can move his own wheelchair. Well, Bill's going to stand up and go, "Fuck the wheelchair." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I, I want to ask you guys a couple pertinent questions, but first, you know, we 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 heard from our sponsors. I want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, I'm the only person, oh, as far, that I've ever met in my whole life, who knows the Canada Dry Wink commercial, and they are our new sponsor. Even though they don't make the soda anymore, they said they wanted to be part of the sponsorship of the show. Hey, come on! Get Ready? sassy, I'm get sing wink, it. the sassy one from Canada Dry. <laughs> Music, please. Wink, the other one, it's the other commercial. So no. I don't, I didn't memorize this one. This has dialogue in Which it. Which one do you want? Wink, the sassy one. How do you that's remember? That's what that's black and white. It's old. Are you shitting me? What's wrong with you, Ben? How do you remember all these things? How old are you? Fourteen. This one? From Canada Dry. <laughs> From Canada Dry. Wink, the sassy one. From Canada Dry. Wink, the sassy one. From Canada Dry. Wink. This isn't the one either. Get this, thing. Get this shit off the air. All right, here's how it goes. I'm, like, I'm going to do it live a cappella. All right, stand by. This is, uh, that's Italian for by myself. Go ahead, Mike. A cappella. Yep. <clears throat> Wink, the sassy one from Canada Dry. Wink, the sassy one. Hey, from Canada Dry. Wink's got grapefruit sparkle. Man, it's really hip. Wink is so refreshing. Take a sip and you'll flip for Wink, the sassy one from Canada Dry. That was pretty good, Mike. I wrote it. How do you remember these? You know, things? when I was eight, I could outright Barry Manilow when it came to jingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is gay, you know. He is true. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. I didn't know for all those years. I think you know he's singing all these songs about Mandy and you know could it be magic <laughs> and Weekend in New England. I'm thinking, oh, that's nice. And now I'm thinking, I'm trying to picture all that time he was with some dude in front of a fireplace, all curled up with slippers on. He was in love. What does that mean? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I didn't know. What I'm trying to say is, I didn't know he was gay till like psh, 10 years ago. I yeah. thought he was. 
But I didn't know till he, he wrote came. some great songs. That guy, he sure did. Yeah. He wrote a lot of great jingles too. He, McDonald's. It's a KFC. Did he do that too? I know he wrote McDonald's. Mm. Uh, he wrote. I think it was uh, "You Deserve a Break Today." Is that the jingle they had for? Yeah, him? I think so. There's a uh, there's "You a, Deserve a Break Today." You can find it on YouTube. They they run down all the stuff that he's done. It's, yeah, it's, well, I don't want to run down all the stuff he's done. I just told you he just spent the weekend in New England. I don't even know he's done <laughs> that. It's impressive. He did a lot of jingles, though. In fact, here's a list from Ben Kitchen. Ben? Yeah, he did uh, Like a Good Neighbor for State, State Farm. Farm is oh, there. there you go, yeah. He oh. did uh, Band-Aid, Stuck on Band-Aid. I am stuck on Band-Aids wow. and Band-Aids stuck on me. I am stuck on Band-Aids. Because they really stick in the shower and they stick on your wee-wee. I am stuck I am stuck on Band-Aid, cause Band-Aid stuck on me. Announcing an improved stay wow. on adhesive. We have another, we have another advertiser. So he did uh, KFC grab a bucket of chicken? Yeah, yeah no, I don't one. remember that one. You know, from 83. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. I do not want to He did hear. Pepsi feeling free. Don't care about he it. He did McDonald's. Do you he deserve, deserve a break, break today? Do you want to hear that one? No. Well, what the hell are we doing? This I'm just for? trying to make a point. Just look at you go. You're oh. Sometimes you can't slow down. You're rolling the menagerie. Did some Coca-Cola one, didn't he? Get out of here. Hey, you know what? He's, he should do one for Hunter Biden. You you deserve to skate today. Now, hold on. Did he actually write that? But you deserve a break today. He wrote that one? Yeah, that was a list of the ones he wrote. Good God. You man. deserve to skate today. For you today, did. Hunter Biden. You guys What happened? You, try to get... He doesn't know. No, I know. I know. Okay. Jesus Christ, I was trying to set up the story in case the 10 people in the audience... Well, as, know. You know, as the White House will tell you, there's no story there. What happened, Mike? What happened? Hunter Biden... Yes. Well, they the DOJ has reached a deal with them uh, on those massive charges of gun possession of illegally possessing a gun when you're a drug addict and an asshole. Now, hold on, that's a ten year sentence. Yeah, well, he's not going to get ten years. They're going to, in fact, he's going to avoid jail time and tax evasion. They're going to get him on those two things, oh. and he's going to get probation. Probation. I see. This crack addict, whore banging, drug sniffing douchebag, pedophile, criminal. Yeah. He's going to walk. He's going to skate. You deserve to skate today, Hunter Biden. Now, you know, think about this. They they, they just keep yeah. doing this shit with impunity. They let him get away with all sorts of shit. They're doing all kinds of stuff, breaking the rules, violating the sure. Constitution. No, uh, no problems at all. No uh, consequences. Don't they think that the world is watching what they're doing at sooner or later? They don't care. I know they, they don't, care, don't but, care, but that sooner or later, yeah. the world is going to hate them and get rid of them. Well, it's like, with all due respect to the late Senator Ted Kennedy, they, they knew that he drove that drunk, that woman off the thing, and he yeah. that he responsible. But then they listened to him say, well, you know, I got back to the uh, car, and Miss Quebecney was uh, was dead. and uh, he's, uh, So I jumped into the water, and I made up this whole story, and they just said, okay. okay. And they just let it go. Yeah, they did. And it was the people in the system above... You know the 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 law the rule of law that said okay well it's 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 Ted Kennedy yeah. we can't do this you know? anyway so yeah Hunter Biden's gonna walk and uh, isn't that fun for everybody oh, all the crack dealers are happy oh yeah he'll be back. <coughs> uh,
What else you got over That's there? That's what I think about Hunter Biden. I was watching Alan Dershowitz, speaking yeah. of the law yeah. and you. Where was he? Creepy Who little troll man. Who's that guy on BZ uh, that had a, uh, a little mini sh- little feature about the law? Uh, Neil something. Neil Shayat. Neil Shayat looking at, at the, the law. law. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, they looked at the law with Alan Dershowitz on Fox News, and behind him, I guess he was doing, a, obviously, a live shot from his den or whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's, got all, yeah, he's got all those pictures on the wall. Millions of pictures on the wall of all kinds of famous people that are behind him, which is humble bragging. You know, he doesn't have to do that. He, we already know he knew OJ. <laughs> uh, but there's one. There's a picture of Harry Reams who was in Deep Throat. Hold on, Harry Reams, the porn star. Harry Reams, the porn star, and it's him. And it's signed autograph picture to Alan on the back. On the back right, when he's doing the live shots, right in the corner of his left shoulder, you can see it. I'm, I go, I stand up. I go, wait a minute. I took a picture of it mm-hmm. because I couldn't believe it. I said, is that Harry Reams? Yes, it is. He has an autographed picture from the star of Deep Throat. And I'm wondering what the legal connection between Alan Dershowitz and Harry Reams was. We know what the connection between Harry Reams and Linda Lovelace was. Yeah. He played the doctor who discovered that Linda Lovelace did have a clitoris, but it was in her throat, <laughs> not in her where it normally would be. So... He tells her that in the doctor's office, Harry Reams, he goes, well, Miss Lovelace, it seems like your clitoris is in your throat. And she says, and she starts to cry. He goes, well, don't cry, Miss Lovelace. He goes, having a clitoris in your throat is better than having no clitoris at all. She says, that's easy for you to say. How would you like it if your balls were in your ears? <laughs> like it was one of the famous lines from Deep Throat. And he's dead now, Harry Reams, yeah, right? Harry is. Yes, he is. He reams no more. He's gone. Uh, but he was represented on appeal by Alan Dershowitz and had the conviction set aside in 1977. Oh, for for what was that? For the uh, was it for the, it being uh, obscene? Uh, the movie or what was it? What, what was the charge? I don't know. It doesn't say here. Well, there he was. I have my anyway. picture taken with him too. You did? No, I would have. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was going to say. Was he wearing <laughs> pants? Meet him. Say, Come over here, Harry. Take my picture. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, the, you know, and that, that was that was the movie that kicked off the pornographic industry as more mainstream than it ever was before. Yeah. People of all walks of life went to see that movie, and the mafia loved it. <laughs> now, uh, so I was just wondering if you if you had, and we've I guess we've gotten to the bottom of this. That's the reason he has the autographed picture, Ben. Because he represented. He was charged with conspiring to transport obscene material across state lines. Oh, that's it. He's probably bringing the movie to some other. Who hasn't done that? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. Um, so we got to the bottom of that mystery now, and now we know the connection between Alan Dershowitz. And now we know. And uh, Harry Reams. That's, he, of course, that's not his real name. But he had a picture with his client. That's pretty yeah, good. It's not a re- that's not his real name. Yeah. I was watching TV and I I know I notice weird things on television. Oh, yeah, uh, like if the colors aren't all, all exactly right, I, I put up the color bars and I, I make adjustments because I you know I'm a stickler for detail. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I noticed the other day was there's the guy who has the smallest nose. Something you've noticed on uh, TV. I watch all the news channels. Yeah. I watch MSN. Well, that's not really news. I watch MSNBC anyway because they say it's news. It's mm. not. So I watch CNN and I watch uh, Fox News. I watch them all and I compare how they cover the stories, yeah. which stories they don't cover. And there's a lot of stories that one the left the left won't cover certain stories and the right won't cover certain. You, you really got to temper your news watching mm. with that. And hopefully someday there'll be a station that just reports all the news and fairly. Yeah, AOL. And mm. I watch and I notice that a guy. Oh, I, I mean, one American news. A guy I like, 
at what he says. He makes a lot of sense. He seems like a pretty good guy. But he has the world's smallest nose. What station is he on? He's on Fox. Fox. Neil Cavuto. S- nope. No. Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy's nose is getting to be as small as Michael Jackson's got to be eventually. It's going to eventually disappear. And he's got weird hair, too. His hair is never, like, it doesn't look like anyone's ever looked at it. I know, he always changes He's it got too. this, like, yeah. weird swirl. Go- In this picture, he looks like he has Ellen DeGeneres' haircut. In this <laughs> one, he's face. got this weird, like, swirl on top. By the top. way, I'm not knocking the guy. He's a smart guy, former prosecutor oh, yeah. in, in uh, what, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, he's tough. And is he he's, a senator or a representative? He's very thoughtful in what he says, and, and he's a conservative, but he's not, uh, you know, over the top like Sean uh, uh, Hannity. Yeah. But his nose has got, uh, as you watch him on TV, it just disappears. And now, I thought to myself, well, who has the world's, uh, on TV, the news channels, the smallest mouth? Oh, so you start looking around now. It's Joe Scarborough. He's got a little pencil point of a mouth. His lips are like, you know, like not even there. He has no lips. Joe Scarborough looks like uh, Dilbert. Yes, he does. (laughs) Yes, he does. And he's an asshole. Yeah. Kind of looks like a guy, someone would mysteriously die in his office, doesn't he? I met Mika at Fenway. look like one of those type of guys? Like an intern. I met Mika Brzezinski at Fenway. We were up in the luxury box area when I still worked at WEI seven years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, And, you know, she seemed very nice, but I watch TV, and she's an asshole, too. Mm. So those two. And now, who has the biggest mouth? There's not even, it's not even close. Jennifer Hudson. Hold on. No. Hold on, uh. Uh, Janine Pirro. No, no, she has a big mouth, but not even close okay. to this. Hold on. This woman has a mouth like a hippo and a body to match. It's Simone Sanders. Oh, okay. Oh, first of all, she shaves her head like down with a buzz cut. Yeah. And then she's got these gigantic teeth and gigantic mouth. Oh, Jesus, you're right. It's like you could drive a two cars. You could bet it's a two-car garage her mouth is. But not only that, she's gigantic She's got huge boobs and a giant, big, fat ass, and she must weigh about 250. What station is she on? Uh, MSNBC? Mm. Yeah. That's the only network they would put her on. So I'm trying to think if there's any more volunteer who, like, who has the you know, biggest eyes or anything. That stuff. There's time for that. We'll have future podcasts, right? Things that you right. notice gonna, on television. We're going to do, <laughs> do a podcast, like, say, next week, right? Do you have a tissue? Why, you going to blow your nose? Yes. You need to blow your nose? I do. Seriously? Yeah. Ben's going to blow his nose on the podcast. You want to hear how bad this is? Give me that tissue. The sound you're about to hear (laughs) is what happens to Ben Kitchen's snot when he mixes it with the uh, atmosphere. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's pretty good. Ah, What are you going to do with that? Follow child. I'm going to keep it. I know Uh, someone special who wants it. Okay, so, oh, you know who else? You know... And MSNBC, it's on weekends. Sometimes I watch on weekends. I get up and I'm so bored. I'm like, I even turn on. And you think that's going to cure your boredom? <laughs> Jonathan, uh, I call him. Come on now. Well, his name, real name is Capehart. Yeah. I call him Jonathan Escape Fart. Uh, he's got some looseness down there. Such a child. But here's the thing he sucks. He oh. is the worst. It's like amateur hour. What you station got, is he on? Well, you got, K, you got uh, MSNBC. You got I, I Katie got... Fang. You know, these people are, they're not interested in how, how interesting the shows are. They want to know what boxes do you check? Okay. Katie Fang, she's Asian, she's liberal. 
Then you go to Jonathan Capehart. Okay, he's gay. He's African-American. He's a liberal. Then you go to oh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, and you say, it, it, they're all checking boxes. It's like, okay, we, see how diverse we are? But they're all saying the same shit over and over again. Yeah. There's no diversity of opinion. They're all operatives. That's, oh, that's, my that's God. What it is. They all love the party. So I was watching Jonathan escape fart, and he was low. He's, this is a, they honestly have people on that network who shouldn't even be on TV and, and professionally anywhere because they're just not good at it. Do you know what I'm saying? That's right. Ah, bothers me so much. And, and here I'm this pretty. And I'm not on TV. It's true, Mike. I'm this this good looking, and no one will take a chance. I have, I have my, my TV career shit the bed when, as soon as High Def came in. If I ever won the lottery for Sounds big, big right. money, I'd buy a television station, Mike, and I'd give you your own show. Really? I would. Would it be like two to three in the morning? No, you you pick your hours. It would definitely be day. in Safe Harbor, but it, I'm not exactly sure where. Which harbor? The Mike Adams Show. Uh, I have an idea, you know, I, I think constantly, and some, sometimes I, my ideas, I throw them out and they stick to the wall because it's really throwing up as opposed to throwing out ideas. Yeah. So that sticks to the wall depending on what I ate. But here's something really, really good that Bud Light should do. Straighten out their act, okay? Go ahead. Take this, take this whole thing with Dylan Mulvaney. And make better beer. Make, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a start. That's a start. Make better beer. But just embrace it. Say, all right, it's Bud Light. In the loafers, <laughs> and you, you no, no, you sell it. That took me way too long. <laughs> you sell it in loafers. Okay, little, little, little you pop the top off the loafer. You know, people drinking their beer out of shoes at ball games. You've seen it. The videos. People drinking the uh, alcohol out of a shoe. Put, call it Bud Light in, lo, in the loafers, and then you get a free pair of shoes. When they're empties, it's also recyclable because you put the shoes on and walk away with them. You don't just throw them in some, you know. Been somewhere. What do you think, Mike Adams? It's a good idea, isn't it? Though, uh, Mike, that's a, that's a winner. Right Embrace there. Oh, your weakness. You should have been in marketing. Yeah, oh, I was. I, and in fact, I spent two hundred fifty dollars on groceries the other day. <laughs> it, my kids eat so much; it's unbelievable. You know what the constant noise is at my house? No. Video games and refrigerators slamming shut. Mm. That's it. That's the routine at that's, that's Adams' home. Thirteen and seventeen. What do they play? All they do is eat. Like you know, video game wise, what do they play? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't even. I don't even ask. How do you know they're not watching porn? Well, you remember that joke? What about? You remember that joke I told you? No. About the robot, the lie detector robot. Why no? All right, I'll tell you now in case you forgot. All right, go ahead. Guy buys this lie detector robot. It detects when some people lies, will tell a lie, and the, the robot will slap the person who's lying. So he says, "This is great. I'm going to bring this down to breakfast." He, his son comes down to breakfast table. His wife's there. He says, so, what did you do after school yesterday? His son goes, I did my homework. And the robot slaps him in the face. <laughs> slaps him in the face. <laughs> that was a slap. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. You know, he goes, I watched a movie. All right, what movie did you watch? He says, Toy Story. Slaps him in the face again, the robot. Kid's like, what the? He goes, okay, I, w I watched porn. Uh, didn't slap. The father says, ha. When I was your age, I didn't even know what porn was. The robot slaps the father. Ah. <laughs> and the mother goes, well, he sure is your son. Robot slaps the mother. Oh. Ah. <laughs> the end. Okay. That was gonna, <laughs> that, but see, that's... A... So, uh, but, I guess Bud Light's not going to sponsor us then? That could be it. We've just lost a big uh, one. Fuck them. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch. Fuck them. Uh, 
What do you think of the stories that are hitting the news? And I'm not doing the news today. I'm, no. in, I'm in vacation mode. Look at my Thank shirt. You. Yeah, I know. Get this shirt, huh? Six bucks. Not bad, Mike. I tipped the guy. Used to be in color. <laughs> <laughs> I tipped the guy. He gave me a free, a free hypodermic needle. Uh, squatters. Yeah, it's in the news, and it's an actual thing. I'm not talking about people who, you know, go by the side of the road to go poopy. I'm talking about real squatters. You're talking in about your house. men that sit down to pee in your house, John Meter Perel. <laughs> <laughs> you, they they take your house. Okay, it's all over. It's happening all over the place. You're not home. You're on vacation. You're gone, or you you run. You're, people that are in the service. Mm-hmm. Okay, they come back and they find there's people living in their house. Okay, who claim that they have a right to live in the house, who don't have any legal, obviously, anything but forged documents representing them. They're in the house. They're living there. They're trashing the place or whatever, using your heat, your hot water, and all that stuff. And then you get back and you can't get them out of there. Why? Well, because the court system. Mm-hmm. You can't go in and say, wait, 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 this is my house. And there's no place that is, no state where this is worse than in California. It is so rampant in California, yep. it's unbelievable. Did sure. you see the case of the guy? Everything's he, rampant. He, uh, he owns a couple of properties or whatever and, and rents one out for Airbnb. And this woman rents it out, whatever. Uh, comes time to end. Nope, she won't leave. She just won't leave. That's what they're doing in all these houses. Months and months and months go by. Now, the guy had cameras in the house, so he figured it out and timed it and timed when she left and zipped over there, got into the house, changed the locks, and squatted on her squatting. Well, then they change the locks. You, you can go in there and change the locks, and then they, they come in through the windows again, and they unchange them, or they change them back to something else. It's a it's a it's a rampant thing going on across the country. But they're allowed to live there, and they don't pay a thing. And then they say no. that they have the right to live there, and you have to prove in court, which is backed up because of the. Remember, they had the uh, the ban on uh, what do you do when you kick people out of a house? What's that called? Eviction. Uh, eviction. They had an eviction ban. Government led, saying, "Oh no, you can't evict anybody now." Well, they've taken advantage of that, saying, "Well, now you have." The court system's so backed up, you got to wait three, four months before your case is heard. So you own the house. There's people living in it. You don't know who they are. And you're paying that mortgage. If you don't pay it, you know what happens. Yes. Yeah. Now you don't own the house. Yeah. So it's an unbelievable thing. And these squatters, they're all filthy, gross assholes, obviously. They're, they're, they're sneaking into your house and living there. Well, you would think there'd be something they're, wrong with them mentally leeches. anyway just to want to do that. Criminal mentality. Oh, yeah. God, it's unbelievable. But see... No one is addressing the major problem. You know, we've all seen the videos on the internet or on Twitter or whatever of a whole crowd of, of kids trashing a McDonald's. There's one today. Yeah. 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 Uh, or a crowd of kids beating up somebody or mm. stalking or storming into a store and stealing everything in sight oh. and leaving and shoplifting. And all. Yeah. Who's going to stop these people? Where do you draw the line and say, well, okay, if we let it get, them get away with it here, they're going to try it again over here tomorrow. And you know that's true. And yeah. it makes it worse. So it's like Walmart. So say one of the employees tries to stop the person that's stealing. You they know, get screwed. They get fired. Yeah. I don't know if it was actually Walmart, but it was one of those big chains where someone stopped one of these people from stealing yeah. and they fired the employee. Yeah. They fire the employee who's doing his job, and and they take the, the power out of the hands of, you know, I remember when I worked in retail when I was like eighteen or whatever. You you could stop a shoplifter, get the manager, stop them, and get call the police, and they take them away. You know, you got and criminals. They beat them. You got criminal <laughs> mentality. Beat the shit out of them, yeah. <laughs> and take all the stolen. Don't stuff. come back to this Caldors. You hear? Smitty, did you ever shop at Caldors? I did, once. I'm sorry, you, you were going to say something, and then I think we both cut Did you, you have a bad experience? Uh, I did. I, I forgot what I was going to say, so never mind. So, 
The, the better oh, you... I remember now. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what was it? Hey. Uh, if you have a criminal mentality running the show, then they will. Uh, they like being surrounded by other criminals. Right. So that's it. So guys, chumps like you and me, yeah, we're we're the, we're the guys who pay the bills and do all the stuff, but. No, they let the criminals get away with everything. Uh, it's driving me crazy, you know, and it almost makes one want to become a vigilante, you know, or uncle. Yeah, or and then they'll vigilante. come down harder on I'd you. I'd be a vigil uncle instead Paul, of a vigilante. Paul Kersey, you remember Death Wish, that movie? Hell yes. When they finally figured out who it was and what, what he was doing. Yeah, it's Jeff they Goldblum. let him go. Yeah, yeah. They let Jeff him go. Goldblum, that was cool. So this whole trans thing has gone, gotten to the point now where I'm thinking, okay, well, what if one of us became trans? How would we treat it? And I know, I know what, what we do over to this kid over here. To Ben? Yeah. yeah. He'd have to change his name to Ben-Hur. <laughs> By the way, great chariot race in that movie. <laughs> it's a long setup for that, but I like Shut it. Shut up. It's good. It's good. I don't hear you saying anything. Nope. I want you. Well, let's try this commercial thing again. The Wink of a Sassy one. You found the wrong one. Find me uh, pre- premium saltine crackers commercial. Premium salt. Yeah. Do you know that? This is how too? you don't need Prevagen. All you got to do is use your memory when you're getting old and keep these things coming so that they. So yeah, right. So can you see one? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, 50s statesman TV show song. saltines commercial. It's a no. song. Papoon. No, it's a saltines ad. Uh, yeah, the pre- right here. That's it's fr- fresh packaging. Premium saltine. That's what I need. Fresh packaging. I don't know. Try. Oh, that's another commercial for oh, Starbucks. Wait. What is that for? Starbucks. You know, I don't drink Starbucks. I don't either. I don't. I don't touch the stuff. Here we go. I hope this is it. I like Starbucks. This isn't it. Now premium saltines come the... in four reclosable plastic bags. No, yeah, but that's not it. It has a jingle. They're it reclosable has a jingle. plastic bags. Jingle. Uh, j- commercial jingle. Premium salt. 1959. Yeah, let's try it. Okay, ready. <clears throat> this is fun. Fun with old TV clips. Go, oh, Mike. Here we go. Premium saltines, reposable stack. You open them up and you close them back. No crackers to break up. They're singly stacked and they stick rest to the very, very last cracker. Monday with salad and I was singing that in the shower today. It was so bad. I was singing in the shower so loudly that everybody left. And only premium. And they stay crispy. Okay, that's enough. They go. You go basso profundo at the end of this. And they stay crisp to the very, very last cracker. <laughs> See, in the old days, they had people thinking about the content instead of AIing that shit. That's right. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't even have to. You don't even have to have any talent. You no. just go plug it into a machine, and it comes back at you. AI's got all the information. Oh god! So I did a betting thing last night that made me sick. I got to tell you, you guys, I don't usually bet as much as eighty dollars on a parlay. Yeah. I did last night. Stop. Parlaying. Well, you well, you wait. I was. Do me a favor. Explain uh, what a parlay okay. is. Okay, a parlay is every single team has it's, to win for you to win the it's whole. When bet. you want to make sure you meet with like the other pirate captain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Go back to pirates. Again. All right. So, I, I bet on seven different games. There was three in one bet, and there was four in another. Yeah. So. I had the overs on certain games, and I had the, I had the scores on the other games. I had seven, basically seven different games that I had an interest in. Mm-hmm. So I get to the point where the first three came in, 
And I won a little bit of money on that. And the second force, second one was eighty dollars to win seven hundred and seventy dollars with a four-team parlay. Mm. I had the Red Sox plus one and a half. I had the Texas Rangers. I had I had everything except this one game. It was hanging out. It was late night game. And if I won that, I would have won seven hundred seventy dollars. I'm eighty dollars. I'm watching it because I had to. <laughs> That's big money. Is that why you were late today? Maybe. Yeah. So I'm watching the game. Padres are up three nothing. Then they're up four to two. It's the ninth inning. They're up four to two in the ninth inning. All I got is win the game. I don't have to win by any amount of runs. Just boom, win the game. Seven hundred seventy dollars. You can taste that money already. Taste it. Oh yeah. Oh, I had it spent. I called up Hunter Biden. I said, I need some shit, bro. <laughs> so then, it's the ninth inning. What happens is they bring in their closer, Garcia, Ooh. fucking fool. He can't get the ball over the plate. He threw 20 pitches, only only four of which were strikes. 16 balls. He walked two guys, gave up a hit. Now it's four to three. There's a man on third. Who's who's the guy on third? I mean, this is a guy yeah. that was warming up for the, a long time. He's the he's their closer. He's supposed to come in and wrap it up. Yeah. Man on third base scores. It tied at four four. It's it's Yastrzemski. I'm thinking, oh come on. Really? Oh, that hurts. You know, Yaz was my hero. This That's is his grandson. Yeah, Mike. So it's four to four. I go, oh, well, see. What, look what I'm there, There's my $770 sitting on the table. Extra innings. Padres put on a couple runners. They can't get them home. What time they is run it around second. What, what time of night was this? This now? is 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh. It's a California game. So I'm like, oh. they come. The, the Giants come up in the bottom of the 10th inning. And who hits a walk-off three-run home run? Mike Yastrzemski. Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, yes. It's the only time in my life that I didn't root for anybody named Yastrzemski <laughs> hard. And guess what? Both times, he fucked me on that. And I lost $770. Plus the 80 Well, isn't this convenient because I brought you a gift. It's a Mike Yastrzemski rookie card. It is? I have one. Do you want it? No. Rip it up. <laughs> oh, man. So, by the way, he looks like Charlie Moore, the... the his face. The Mad Fisherman? Yeah. He's, he, when you see Mike Yastrzemski, look at his face. And all you can think of is the Mad Fisherman. We like Charlie. We should have him on the show. He said he would come on. I, I was on his his TV show, Fishing yeah. With Him. You know, what's that called? Fishing with Charlie yeah. Moore. <laughs> I think it's called. I think you're right. <laughs> I have no idea. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So uh, we did all the commercials, right? Yeah. All, the oh, all of them. Thank God, because I'm so sick of commerciality. Yeah, we got all of them done. As Mike. a thing. <laughs> Uh, I, there was probably something else I was going to talk about, oh, but I can't remember. you know what? I, I got something. Remember. I don't know whether it's you guys can let me know. Is it me or was it the situation? <laughs> I met, uh, and I mentioned this to you, Mike. I'm at Sudbury Farms. I'm at the, the grocery store. I'm about car number one, two, three, four, four, five. And so we have to pull out on Route 20. Mm -hmm. The light is red. It had just turned red, so we all, we all come to a stop so Route 20 can continue. And then suddenly there are no cars on Route 20, but the guy that's in the front would not turn right on red. And now there's more cars behind me and more cars behind them. And I'm thinking, and oh, and I go to politely beep my horn, but the horn doesn't work. Now, does he car. have his signal on to turn right this whole time? Oh, yeah, he's sitting right there. Yeah, and he, he doesn't really realize. Could have gone. There was no traffic coming. Eastbound, you wouldn't like 20. being a Lyft driver. That guy could have pulled out. Well, I thought about you, and I thought I would never be able to do this. So finally, the light turns green, and you know, but I'm trying to beep my horn. It wouldn't beep, and I'm sitting there, I'm pissed off. And I thought, now wait a minute, am I being impatient? 
because this guy's being ultra safe. Or, yeah, or, a little bit, but so what? Or is the situation like, what the fuck, move. You can turn right on red here Hello. in America. Hello. Yeah. But, uh, no, wake up, no it's, boy. it's the situation. That's not you, because if, if you're right, where he had all the opportunity to actually do it, you're supposed to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have the right to expect normal behavior from an adult driver, Yeah, period. And, like, and I'm a Lyft driver, like, and I know. I hate when you're driving and someone should just continue on, but they'll stop and let you go. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Please do what's yeah. right. Please keep driving. I will find my way. That's how this works. Because you're, you're, you're going up the works. Be aware you know, that there are people behind you. You know, it's uh, one of those things. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, the situation. Fuck that guy. Thank you. It's June 20th, uh, 2023. I'm post-dating this. Yes. I mean, I'm throwing the date on there because my mom, Jean, Jeannie with the light brown hair, would be 99 years old today if she were Wow. Alive. Really? She died 17 years ago, 1980, yeah. uh, 19, 2006, the year my son was born. Mm-hmm. My son, Andy, got to meet her when he was like a month old, and then she passed away. So he doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she doesn't remember uh, <laughs> that. And who's this? Who's this baby kid? You know, aren't you too old to have a baby that young? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ma. Um, but anyway, so rest in peace, mom. A B. Seven years ago today, I was fired from Weei after 23 years. Now I think you were 63 when you're 69 years old. 23 years is one-third of your life I worked there at that radio station. So you gave a good portion of your life to their good fortune. I gave a turd. I mean, a third. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was, and I wanted, and, and I, I thanked him on Twitter, and yeah. I want to be respectful and thank the people who were responsible because I've been happier ever since I left there. Seven. A lot of people that leave there are happier when they leave there. Seven years. Um, and I want to thank them personally on the podcast for uh, springing me loose, and, and no matter what kind of deceitful, weird way they got it done, I'm happy about it because my life is better now, and I'm having a lot more fun. I want to thank. Uh, Phil Zachary, who was the general manager, mm-hmm. and he's no longer there. I want to thank Kevin Graham, who is the program director. Uh, he's he's no longer there. Yeah. I want to thank Kirk Minahan, who is the orchestrator of the whole plan. Mm-hmm. He's no longer there. And I want to thank Mutt, his little uh, grundle-kissing buddy, uh, who took part in the plan to get me out of there, because it really worked out the best for me. And they're they're all really, I think, underneath it all, great people, fine broadcasters, and I wish them nothing but the very best. You seem much more relaxed since you were... You're getting really good at being full of shit. Speaking of which, Joe and Jerry with a Jim Croce classic for you to close out the podcast uh, this evening. (laughs) Well, Uptown's got its hustlers. The Bowery got its bums. 42nd Street got Big Jim Walker. He a pool-shooting son of a gun. Yeah, he's big and dumb as a man can come, Joe, but he's stronger than a country horse. And when the bad folks all get together at night, you know, they all call Big Jim boss. <laughs> Just because. They say, don't, you know, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. Well, out of South Alabama come a country boy. He said, I'm looking for a man named Jim. I'm a pool shooting boy. My name is Willie McCoy. But down home, they call me Slim. Yeah, looking for the king of 42nd Street. He's driving a drop-top Cadillac. 
Last week he took all my money and may sound funny, but I come to get my money back, Joe. Everybody say, Jack, hey, you don't, you don't tug, tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off that old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. Well, a hush fell over the pool room. Jimmy come bopping off the street. And when the cutting was done, the only part that wasn't bloody was the soles of the big man's feet. Yeah, we're cutting about a hundred places, Joe. At Shaw's. Shot a couple more. And you better believe they sung a different kind of story when Jim hit the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, can you believe it? You don't tug on Superman's kick. You don't spit into the wind. You don't show your penis to the old Lone Ranger And you don't mess around with Slim Yeah, Big Jim got his hat Find out where it's at It's not hustling people strange to you, Joe Even if you do got a two-piece custom-made pool cue That's yours! Yeah, you don't touch You don't stay into the wind You don't pull the mask off that old Lone Ranger And you don't mess around with Jim And so we come to the end of another broadcast day.